This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our special weekly podcast on trending international and social affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. So welcome to another exciting episode of the Ultimate Global Podcast. And in continuation of this series, um, which we are doing for the CEOs, founders and co-founders, we have got another special guest joining us from Sydney. His name is Ben Kennedy and he's uh, the founder and CEO of uh, Jeco. Is that the right way of pronouncing Ben? Jeco. <laughs> Jeco. Like animal. It's Jeco. Yeah. Jeco. Uh, <laughs> it's Gecko. All right. Um, I would like to. We'll get in uh, there. I would like. I would be passing it on to you, Ben, uh, so that uh, you can describe more about what Gecko is all about. Yeah, yeah, awesome. No worries. Um, so Gecko is if you're ever having an event um, and you need to hire speakers, lights, chairs, tables, you can rent it out from a rental business nearby, and we provide the rental business an instant booking system, a rental CRM, whilst making them up to fifty percent more profitable through upselling, cross-selling, and rebooking. That's interesting. So, um, who are your customers in here? Yeah, so we've got um, two main customers because we're we're technically a, a marketplace. We're a B two C um, type SaaS enabled marketplace. Um, so our customers on the supply side are rental businesses, and they're our core um, customer base. But we also have um, uh, people that are needing to obviously you know rent out um, speakers, lights, chairs, tables. So that's the sort of consumer side. Um, of the business and a lot of the um, the customers of the the rental businesses. So um, yeah, right. Um, and I assume that uh, what I was checking, you started off in 2019, and you have got an aspiration to become a one billion business. Um, and I assume that in order to become a one million business, you need to have a day-to-day routine that helps you achieve that target. So, how does your day-to-day life look like as a CEO and founder? I asked this question to the LMS three six five CEO as well few few weeks back. So, the same question to you as well. Yeah, cool. It's funny that I put one billion dollar because yeah, it's definitely definitely higher than that now. We're we're aiming for the skies, um, trying to impact as as many lives as we can. So, I should probably change that over to to one billion lives as opposed to um, to one billion dollars. Um, yeah, in regards to, I guess, like the, the day-to-day of Gecko, look, there's no, there's no two days are the same. However, there's two, I guess, key elements to, I guess, what everyone does at Gecko. And that's either shipping product um, and speaking to customers. So we try and keep things as simple as possible uh, at, at Gecko. And those are the two most important elements of the business is shipping fast, making sure that you're getting things out within two weeks. Most things that we um, work on are are shipped within two weeks from when the the engineer starts working on it at the beginning of the sprint to to the end. And then of course, yeah, speaking to customers is really important, getting their feedback, being able to iterate on, you know, the the problems that they're facing and and try and solve them for them. Yeah. I might point this question to George as well, because uh, George, we were a part of the BNI session this morning um, and you are in touch with a lot of founders. Uh, how would you describe a general day-to-day life of an, any CEO and founder, which really makes them successful? 
I think for for any any doesn't even have to be a founder. It can be the salesperson. It can be anybody that has to manage themselves. If they don't have a strategy, and they don't have a system of doing something, then they're going to be in trouble. So, some people, um, one of my clients, nine o'clock every day, stops for fifteen minutes, goes through emails. One of my other clients years ago would only look at emails uh, at three different times in the day. Right? For me, every three days, I look at my desk and I prioritise things. Because you never, if if you're getting through everything that you plan to get through today, you're not busy enough. It's as simple as that. <laughs> um, so, so, but whatever it is, whatever the system, whatever the methodology, you must have a, a system, and you must get into a habit. Um, if you're a salesperson, if you are not having some system that I'm spending this amount of time servicing clients, this amount of time looking for new business. Um, you heard me talk about today, Sarab. If you're thinking about today, today, that's not planning, that's panicking. You know, what am I doing for this week? What am I doing for next month? What am I doing for next quarter? What am I doing for next year? So CEOs are really no different to anybody else in the in the company. You, know, you in your role, you are the CEO of you. You still have to have that system. Now, do, do all CEOs have the same day? No, because I, when I used to be at Artline, I could walk in with the greatest of plans and, and suddenly a truck fell over and we lost half, half our stock. You deal with it. Okay? But the warehouse manager, he's the CEO of the warehouse. See, most, most people in business think, oh, there's only one CEO, there's only one manager, there's only one this, there's only one that. If people saw themselves in, in responsible roles and you get into a habit relating to your role, things are going to go well. But if the CEO is not keeping an eye on each section of the business, it's not going to be long before it's off the rails. I think one of the questions in this direction only to Ben can be that... Uh... You might be facing a lot of challenges in a day-to-day -day, in your day-to-day -day life. How do you face those challenges? What what's that? Uh, what's that one thing that really keeps you going on um, in order to overcome those challenges? Because I assume that if you are still new to your business, you might be facing a lot of different obstacles, um, which are not expected, or sometimes they are expected, and you know how to strategize for that, or you don't know. You don't have any strategy, but you have to come up with something. Yeah, so I mean, when it comes to obstacles, I suppose that's part of the game. So like being a founder or even just being like living, really, you're going to come up with obstacles that just that, that happen. And I guess like, you know, you sort of you just sort of have to get through it. That's the enjoyment out of being a founder, out of being a CEO is the fact that you get to, you know, you have the luxury of being able to work on these amazing fun problems every day, you know. And I think there was like a, a fun saying where it was like, um, if you if you can't smell a fire burning uh, in your own office, it means you're not sniffing hard enough, right? So it means that you know there's always there's always something, as sort of George mentioned earlier, there's always something um, that that sort of is you know going wrong in in one way or another. 
uh, or not going as, as well as it could be going. And it's just about, yeah, being able to sort of, you know, adjust your time over to, you know, the thing that isn't going as well and, uh, and sort of taking things, taking things from there. So, yeah, I mean, look, don't get me wrong, you know, obstacles, you know, it's a love-hate relationship where you, you, it's, it's enjoyable once you get through it, but when you're sort of mowing, mowing the grass, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a whole ton of fun. Um, but yeah, you know, you just have to, you know, keep in mind that that's, that's all part of the game. So, uh, you know, there's, there's no point sort of wishing, oh, I wish this was over or what have you, because that's what you signed up for. That's what it is, you know, being a founder and a CEO. So, yeah. Absolutely. Recently I was having a conversation with my sales manager, um, and he was asking me about different challenges that I'm facing, you know, while closing any deals. And you, as a salesperson, you always face some sort of challenges. But I said that, you know, there are obstacles, but I'm quite confident that I will be able to close a lot of those deals because I can smell the conversion in my backyard. Um, so I was able to smell that conversion because you can hear what the customers are saying sometimes and what they're not saying as well. Um, by what stage of buying they are at. We were having a podcast on Sunday, uh, which was on mapping the customer journeys. I really feel that that's so important for any, any business. If you are able to correctly map that out, uh, it makes your life so easy. Um, also would love to understand from you, Ben, what kind of content do you generally follow um, on different social media platforms? Is there some specific uh, content, some specific people you follow on LinkedIn or other platforms which you would be advising to? Others, uh, other CEOs or other people? Yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to touch on what you just said in regards to customer journey mapping. We did that um, recently. It, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, it, it's like it's this it's this weird sense of enlightenment that you that you get to once once you do customer journey mapping really really well. So highly highly recommend doing that practice for for any um, founder. Um, so yeah, I, I guess in regards to content. I, I'm on Twitter a, a fair bit, actually. So I seem to follow a lot of people that are in, I guess, the, the tech ecosystem, particularly over in the US. So I went over to the US for three months uh, earlier this year and, you know, made a lot of friends. And also there are there are a lot of people that I look up to in the tech scene, like Ryan Hoover from uh, Product Hunt is a, is a great example. Lenny Rachitsky uh, from Lenny's newsletter, who used to work for, for Airbnb. Uh, people that you know provide really awesome content uh, on Twitter have been have been really awesome. Um, so yeah, that's that's one part. There's a few podcasts I love to follow. Uh, How I Built This by Guy Raz is an excellent storyteller, and I suppose I also like certain CEOs. So I know like Melanie Cam uh, Melanie Perkins from Canva is a great example. Uh, Matt Barry from Freelancer.com. Uh, you know, Paul Graham from Y Combinator, pretty much every Y Combinator video, to be honest, uh, is exceptional. And I, I, I recommend that to every uh, founder I speak to that's, you know, a few steps behind myself. So, yeah, I'd say that's definitely the, the best content, I suppose, that, that I consume is just, just all through that. And then, you know, once you watch a video that you really like from, from YC, then, you know, going and following that person on, on Twitter uh, is, is quite, quite good fun. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would also like to add something to that question, adding another layer to that. Uh, other than the content, do you also engage in certain activities which helps you to boost your business? Now, those activities can be attending networking events like the BNI event or 
just going out to socialize with people to understand what they are doing and building that relationship that might help you to gain more connections. Um, or it can be running a podcast, which kind of builds a good brand name for your business, helps you to market uh, your brand in that market. Uh, so how do, how do you uh, engage in those kind of activities? Yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting question. So, I mean, in 30 minutes, I'm about to head over to uh, a, a community called Early Work. Um, so Early Work is essentially a community for people who are based in uh, Australia uh, to be, you know, get into the tech scene. So, uh, yeah, no, that's that's definitely something that I love to go to, you know, socializing with obviously like VCs and, and other founders, which has been, you know, really helpful. Um, I, I suppose I've built up my own network over a, a, over a bit of time. Just, you know, as, as I said, you know, connecting with people on Twitter or, or LinkedIn, uh, shooting messages if I, if I believe that, you know, something, uh, if, if they could help me with, with a problem that I'm facing at the moment. Um, that's, that's another thing. When it comes to, I guess, getting customers, to be honest, I, I usually just cold call and, and ask for advice. In fact, I, I did that today um, with a, a certain rental business and sort of found out that there was a, a huge uh, unlock for the de delivery component of our business. So, I mean, that's, you know, I'm not really afraid to, to sort of speak to anyone and everyone. And I think that that's uh, a reasonably good mindset to have, uh, depending on who you are, I suppose. Yeah, I think that it's, it's getting really popular, the concept of social selling, when you're trying to just meet people and get that uh, layer of influence. I could experience that today in the morning, George, when I attended that event from BNI, and I think I messaged you as well. That was so great to see that just, you know, having like-minded individuals in one group can gain so much of business. And not only a business, I thought it was like a family uh, get-together yes. where family members are meeting each other and they're also trying to talk about their business. Yeah, and I guess um, what you, uh, which I was very um, um, moved by, what you saw today was a whole bunch of business people who only have 50 seconds to promote their business, yet there was four or five of those people um, that spoke about the Ross Hutchison Foundation. So they were sacrificing their own selling promoting time to help a, a charity within our, our chapter. Um, and that comes from our community. It comes from um, um, the the what 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 is a core fundamental of BNI, which is givers gain mentality, um, and and so you you see that happening, um, and you see that um, a group a group of twenty four people have generated one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in not even a full month yet of referral business. It's you know um, you, you're talking about a two million dollar turnover. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's really amazing. And I, I would love to know the thoughts of Ben as well, because Ben is working uh, with early work. Um, I know there is another another organization called Startmate. Uh, and Startmate is also a group of uh, like minded individuals in the startup space in Australia and New Zealand. Um, I see that there is a great chance for startup founders to kind of uh, get good referrals through that kind of community as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, I think, to be honest, I can't really comment through Startmate as I, I haven't been through myself. Um, yeah. But I think 
it, it is it is good to be around like-minded individuals for sure. I think it's also important to really make sure that you're getting your money's worth out of a certain program as well. So if you're giving up equity in your business, you want to make sure that you're actually getting something out of it. Um, so, you know, programs like Y Combinator, like Startmate uh, can be very valuable. Uh, they also can also not be very valuable depending on who you are, what your business is. So I, I would... Yeah, err on the side of caution and at least do a fair bit of due diligence for any founder or CEO that's uh, looking to give away equity in their business to really understand whether it would be worth it or not. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You need to understand that that event is generating some sort of uh, value for you. I've always believed in this fact that even if you are just meeting some person um, in any event, even if they are not generating any value for you, um, it doesn't matter because you are still building a good relationship with that individual um, because you never know that individual might be able to refer you to three more people um, after two to three years. Also would love to understand from you, Ben, uh, with regards to productivity. So how do you make sure that your days are productive um, and the actions that you are taking are delivering the right results for you? Yeah, uh, I do a checklist every day. So I spend about like 15 minutes each day making sure that i yeah i am productive i have this little window and i've been tweeting about it recently between 3 and 5 p.m where i've found that i get quite uh like foggy in in my head so i've tried doing a number of things like meditation drinking more water and um, going for a, a run or going to the gym uh, which has been yeah it's been a really interesting trial process I found today I did meditation. Uh, it works. It works very well for me personally uh, when you do like a guided meditation because you know if I, I'm just sitting in silence, usually it doesn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm not too good at, at doing that. My mind just just runs. But if I have a guided meditation, usually that helps me, which is quite good. But I think the checklist is really important because you're going into your day with a purpose, and I think that um, if you if you are able to take you know 10, 15 minutes just to take a step back. Think about what are your, you know, as George was mentioning earlier about, you know, your longer term goals, your medium term goals, your shorter term goals, and is, you know, my day contributing to those goals. So that's a, a big part of, I, I, I suppose, what I do each day that I think, yeah, is, is really helpful and makes my life more productive. Yeah. And I think, George, one of the things that we can link directly to uh, what we saw earlier today in the morning is the fact that every week, um, you know, attending such an event at 6.30 a.m., it's also incredible. Um, and it shows that you are committed towards your business. You are committed towards what you want to achieve. And that kind of also adds to your daily actions that you're taking the right step in every direction on every single day, isn't it? Yeah, Um I'll come back to that point in a minute because um, I can't help myself, Ben. Um, you're saying that there's a certain time in the day that you, 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 you're finding you've got that foggy period. So what, what's happening for the hour or two before that time? Yeah, usually, uh, usually I will eat lunch, to be honest. I've, I've heard some things into fasting, actually, but, yeah, not not quite ready for that that leap yet <laughs> so usually usually what i find with people that are doing that sort of thing 
you're you're at the computer or you're doing the business plan or you're doing whatever it is. Um, if you haven't read up, you should go and find some material on right brain, left brain. So, for example, I'm a business coach, but I'm also a marketing consultant. So I've got a I've got a 40 hour business plan to do for you, and I've done all the preparation, and now I've got to just sit down and write the damn business plan. I will work for 45 minutes, and I will go outside and I will do 15 minutes of mowing the lawn. And then I'll come back and I'll do another 45 minutes and I'll go outside and I'll do 15 minutes of mowing, not even the same section of the lawn sometimes. I'll just do, I'll, I'll do 45 minutes. I'll go up and I'll clean out uh, something in the garage for 15 minutes. I'll go to the kitchen. So what, what we've found in performance management is if you're just stuck in right brain or you're just stuck in left brain, it's not good for you. So you should have a combination. So um, if it's the middle of the night and um, and I've got to get this thing out, I will have a stack of papers over here and I'll, I'll work on the plan for 20, 30 minutes and then I'll sort out that many papers. Uh, I'll do this and then I'll go and do that. If you, I think you find if you if you play around and, and um, I'm happy to talk to you offline. Uh, if you play around with 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 working left and right brain, I think you'll find you won't be so foggy. Interesting. Okay, open to it. Um, now coming back to where you were, um, Sarab, um, ask me that question again. <laughs> Um, so the question was that with regards to BNI, what we saw is that people are so committed towards uh, what they are doing on a weekly basis, coming up, oh, yeah. getting up at getting up at four thirty and coming to a six thirty a.m. session, which can be half an hour, forty five minutes away from your house every single week, shows the dedication level that you have, and it also shows that you're taking step in the right direction on every single day, isn't it? Yes. So. I look at things like B&I and business no different to any other team. If you took, if you take the six best cricketers, we're going to use cricket, Ben, because Sarab's into cricket. Um, if you took the six best cricketers in the Indian continent and you put them in the team, but they don't have to turn up to practice, the bowler, the bowler is going to practice his bowling somewhere else and the wicketkeeper is going to practice his wicketkeeping somewhere else, and the fielders are going to practice their fielding somewhere else, and then you turn up at the World Cup, how do you think they're going to work as a team? Not so good. So you've got to turn up. Not only do you have to turn up, which is your attendance in a networking meeting or coming into work, and um, if, if Ben's not seeing his staff on a regular basis, how do they possibly know what's going through his head? How are they getting the body language? How are they understanding his mood, right? So, so you, you've, got to, you've got to have that presence. And being present doesn't necessarily mean that you've got the presence. Because if I'm at the meeting, but I'm down here looking at my phone or I'm doing something else, that's not you're not tuned in, okay? So things like networking, things like having a regular meeting uh, are critical to business success. Um, the other thing that I don't like about working in um, uh, virtual, uh, there, there are good things about working in virtual, um, but when I was your ages, um, I got a lot of knowledge from what I called the coffee machine education. 
So we, we would have the sales meeting or the marketing meeting or whatever, and then we'd go and grab a cup of coffee and a couple of the grey-haired guys like I am now, I'd say to them, what was all that about? When you're, when you're working in isolation, you're not getting from the senior down to the junior chit-chat. Now, some people say, oh, yes, but we have a Zoom meeting every, every day. Try and get four of us to be talking individually in a Zoom meeting. It can't happen. Try and get the four of us now to all start talking at the one time in this podcast. You're not going to get anywhere. So you've got to mix and match, but you've got to understand if you don't, if you don't have a strategy for your staff, then you're nothing more than part of the staff strategy. If the strategy, if the staff don't have a strategy for their engagement in your company, then they're nothing more than part of your strategy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that part. Um, one of the last questions for this evening from my side for Ben would be related to the growth mindset versus fixed mindset uh, thing. So a lot of co-founders and founders and CEOs talk about growth mindset. Um, what are your thoughts on having a growth mindset on and this concept of learning forever? Um, I'm a complete believer. George is a complete believer of that. I uh, would love to know your thoughts on the concept of growth mindset, Ben. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to disagree with it. <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah, I, there, there's, I, I don't really see many arguments against uh, a growth mindset. I mean, having the humility to, you know, always be learning is, of course, uh, important because otherwise, you know, the, the knowledge you have becomes rigid and stale in a constantly, you know, evolving world. So, yeah, it's, it's absolutely important. Yep. You, might, um, um, you might want to ask um, Kodak, Sarab, um, whether a growth mindset would uh, improve a company's outcomes in life. Uh, and if you yes. don't know, Kodak was the first one that came up with digital cameras, but didn't really think that they needed to go, we've still got a whole lot of film. And oops, shut the door on the way out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I That's mean, just to, just, to, just to add on that, I mean, something that we do at Gecko is we actually have a, a, a thing in our uh, Slack or Discord. We actually use Discord, not Slack, uh, called Things to Help You Grow. So whenever someone finds, you know, a really good resource where they, where they learn something, um, uh, we, we had something recently by Reforge, which is a really great community for, you know, getting that growth mindset um, and getting you know, whether you want to get from zero to one, one to 10, 10 to 100, 100 to 1,000, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, um, which, yeah, has been, has been really helpful for the whole team because we always have, you know, learning goals and things that we want to get better at. And that's definitely a requirement for working at Gecko is to have that, that growth mindset because, yeah, you need, to, you need to be learning all the time. Otherwise, the, the company will outgrow you. And, and once the company outgrows you, then there's, yeah, there's, there's no point you working for the company anymore. Absolutely. Learning all the time. That's that's the value proposition of the product that I sell, um, LMS365. We want to learn all the time. And that's why we want to invest in our employees. And that's why we want to invest in the training that we deliver to the employees. Um, but thank you so much, Ben. Really appreciate your time. Um, I know that you might have some other meetings as well after this, but I really appreciate you spending half an hour with us. And uh, you really raised some valuable points in this uh, discussion. 
Um, any comments from your side? Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Really grateful. This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our special weekly podcast on trending international and social affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney.